What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Hello, 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 beautiful people. And we have a special guest with us today. She goes by the name of Chilka, and she's a physician's assistant. And the last couple of weeks, Gia and I have been having these arguments about COVID and the vaccination. If we should take the shot, if we shouldn't take the shot. Uh, I'm for taking the shot. I'm just tired of the bullshit. I just want to go see my parents without masks. I want to go out. I want to go on vacation. I want to go to Miami. I want to go to Vegas. I want to start working again. He is like, nah, B, I heard you turn into a gremlin and all types of crazy stuff that she's seen on social media. Uh Now, Chilka is a physician's assistant who's taken the shot, who helps me out with everything, no matter what it is. Like my, my finger, I called her immediately and she told me what to do. She told me I didn't need the brace, but I'm using the brace because it gives me a little sympathy in the house, so I keep the brace on. <laughs> you know, Gia actually washed me in the shower because I had the brace on, so I'm keeping this on for a little longer. milking this thing. <laughs> I'm milking the shit out of it. <laughs> but so we have her here yeah, just to get her opinion. She took the shot and what she thinks. So let's talk about COVID-19. We're tired of it. I want to go out. I want to make some money. That's I want to get trap. Back, I want to get back to DJing. Stay woke. So what is your Just thoughts playing. on everything? The vaccination <laughs> <laughs> and everything. What, what is your thoughts? So my thoughts on COVID, I agree. The whole thing sucks. The year has been terrible. Um, it's scary, right? I think fast forward a little bit. My, you talk about New Year's resolutions and things like that in the holidays. My biggest concern next year is once everybody gets vaccinated and we're finally out of this pandemic, is relearning how to trust people and being around people, mm-hmm. touch people, hug people. Because um, I've learned not to, right? Because I've been in it. I've been in the world of it. Privately, I've been with my family. So the vaccine is heaven sent. It's the only thing that's going to get us out of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's scary. I know, you know, everything's it's a quick fix that came out of nowhere. Usually vaccines take years and years and studies and studies to um, come around. But... This came around within months, within under a year, mm-hmm. um, and it is going to work. It does work. The efficacy of it is amazing. Most vaccines will actually have efficacy of about 70, 60 to 70%. So when they come up with these flu vaccines every year, they're hoping to get at least 50% efficacy. So, you know, they're like, yay, 50%. Can you explain Some people, to the listeners what that means? Sure. So efficacy, yeah, the, I was going to say, what's the efficacy? Is efficacy this? means I how well it works, <laughs> right? So how well it's going to so cover you. So almost like efficient, okay. Right, right. Like efficient. So most vaccines, they <clears throat> aim for about 60 to 70. The mm-hmm. flu vaccines are around 40 to 60. So the fact that both Pfizer and Moderna have 90 to 95%, that's out of the park, right? So that's saying that your, your chances of getting this virus in the future is slim to none with this efficacy. Then you look at the safety of the vaccine. So in my podcast for my company as well, we've talked about how the safety of this was studied for two months, Mm -hmm. which is huge because most often you see allergic reactions happen within six weeks of getting something, Uh especially vaccines. So the fact that they were able to monitor these people for eight full weeks and get good safety data is huge as well. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to, you know, they're not going to rush these vaccines out because it's people's lives, right? And they did have these data boards that were not affiliated to anybody that were monitoring these studies. So that's why the two studies in Europe got stopped um, because of worries. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine got emergency use authorization for the administration, it's such a huge step and it's a light at the end of the tunnel. And 
it's just hope to get life back to normal. Now, what's the difference between the Pfizer and you said Moderna? Moderna. Moderna. What's the difference between those two vaccines? Is just a different? different. Not, I mean, the Moderna vaccine, their efficacy is saying 95%, Pfizer is 90 That's not that big of a difference. And Moderna was part of um, Operation Warp Speed, which was funded by the government, where mm -hmm. Pfizer funded their own research. Um, they both had the emergency uh, authorization use done. Um, and Moderna's the only biggest difference when it comes to hospitals and clinics and who's going to get what, it's going to depend on the store. So Moderna vaccines can be stored at um, more reasonable temperatures, where in, the, in your usual household freezer or regular freezer you can get in the clinical office, where the Pfizer vaccine needs to be in ultra-freeze state, mm -hmm. where a lot of the hospitals will have that um, storage. So when it comes to the vaccine, yes, there are two things that people are very concerned with. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with one. Okay. People will say and are saying that right now it seems all good. It's amazing. Its efficacy is through the roof, et cetera. But how do we know about the long-term effects of the vaccine? So everybody's going to have to weigh the risks and benefits, right? So we know enough based on the studies that have happened and the people that have been in those studies. So there were thousands of people that are enrolled in the studies. And again, they were monitored for over eight weeks with good safety data. And that's why they felt comfortable, the FDA, to approve the, the emergency use of it. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going to happen five years down the line. However, I will say the mRNA studies, which is how the vaccine was made, has been studied in the past. So it's not a new technology. It's mm -hmm. not something, you know, brand new out of, of you know, the West mm -hmm. Wing. Um, it has been studied. We do know it's it's not a live vaccine, mm -hmm. first of all. So it's not like the flu vaccine where you get a live shot of the um, actual vaccine. It's mRNA. So it's, it's only attaching itself to the actual virus, mm -hmm. right? So it's not attacking all these other cells in your system. It's mm -hmm. only attaching to the coronavirus itself. Mm -hmm. And so do we know what's going to happen five years down the line? No, but we know what COVID can do, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I know the after effects of COVID and what, what the virus itself can do mm -hmm. to your lungs, to your system. I would rather trust the vaccine versus getting the virus itself. So basically you're saying that once you put it on a scale, you think that the benefits outweigh the risks. 100%. Logan, the dog's out, just to give you a heads up. Okay, go ahead. So Sorry. you think that the benefits outweigh the risks? 100%. Okay. Um, and what do you have to say about the conspiracy theories wrapped around the vaccine? Have you heard any of these conspiracy theories? So I haven't really. I know everything's we're all going to turn to zombies and, you know, oh, well, the no. apocalypse again. No, no, nothing, nothing ridiculous <laughs> okay. like that. I think that the whole gremlin and zombie right. thing is more so related to the long-term right. risks. I'm talking about um, a lot of people pretty much saying that it's put out by the government and um, funded by the government in some cases. Mm -hmm. Others are, you know, self-funded, et cetera. Um, but that... First people to get it are frontline workers and people in the medical field that are assisting COVID patients, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> and then that the second tier of people that are going to be given the vaccine are low income, minorities, et cetera. Um, elderly people first, elderly people. Then yeah. low income. So then let's say the third level up from the bottom. Um, and 
like I've been hearing that people are concerned that it's like an extermination um, attempt almost to go for minorities, low income people, et cetera, to kind of um, get them out of the way first. Yeah. So I haven't heard, I mean, I try not to go too much of media when it comes to the coronavirus just because there's so much misinformation and it gets Mm -hmm. frustrating for us, right? In the medical Mm -hmm. field. Um, I can see where that comes into play because mm-hmm. of the past and the whole Tuskegee thing and all that stuff, right? And with eight, with the um, AIDS. With, right, exactly. Epidemic. However, with this virus, it's been prevalent that in the lower income areas, there's not as much access to healthcare, right? right? Either mm-hmm. they don't have insurance or there's just not access to it. Mm-hmm. Or they have the smaller community hospitals which may not have as much mm-hmm. um, resources to help those folks out. That's why they're tearing these people out to help that population in general. So we do the elderly next because mm-hmm. of their comorbidities are high risk. Right. And then they're probably going to low income because of those their issues. Bill. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. of the availability. So it's not, you know, we're not trying to pick people off. I'm not being paid by Pfizer or Moderna or anybody else um, to talk about the vaccine. And so we're not, you know, picking people off. We're not getting chipped. We're not, any of that stuff is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. None of these people Nobody made this virus. Well, that's not the conspiracy, but nobody made this virus to now all of a sudden make money off of by making vaccines for it, right? This hit the world altogether. We're all dealing with this. So even in other countries, I'm sure they're also tearing people out based on the same criteria. We want to get the most people help that's going to benefit from it right away. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, let me ask you. So you just said that you believe that nobody made this virus. Well... <laughs> talk, talk about it. I mean, I think it's interesting. I, I think mean, that, okay, so I mean, the, only, the only conspiracy that I've maybe jumped onto is that this whole kind of thing came around from things that were not understood well in wet markets, right? And I watch What's a wet market? It's like eating bats. Eating- so wet markets okay, are these it. huge markets, mainly out in Asia, where they have just tons and tons of different animals and exotic animals and things like that, where they just kind of stack them up on each other and they're mm-hmm. all just, you know, mm-hmm. peeing and pooping and all that stuff. All right, right, right. So it just sits there. So bacteria starts to go, you know, everything just kind of breeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in those kind of countries, it's a delicacy and a sign of wealth when you can eat the bat, you can eat these rare animals. Mm-hmm. And so the biggest conspiracy theory has been that it all initiated there, which all makes sense when you go back to when, Right. It all started, right? Like, did you see the movie Contagion? Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. If you guys haven't seen <laughs> Contagion, watch it. Right? Very good all movie. movies have some basis to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then also SARS, back years ago, mm-hmm. also started the same kind of way mm-hmm. in wet markets, right? right? So it's happened before. wasn't mm-hmm. as significant, mm-hmm. but it has happened before. Do I think it was made in a lab? No. Um, is there probably a more organic way that it came around and nobody expected it? Yes. And then this virus in particular was hard because it's a respiratory virus that nobody could categorize, right? Mm-hmm. Even like with me in my office, I would have people, we're only doing antibody testing in my office. We're not doing actual COVID testing um, because we're a specialty office. So even people that come in for antibody testing, they'll say to me, oh, you know, like a month ago, I had this, this, and this, and this, and this, every single symptom of what COVID is known to give mm-hmm. and their antibodies will come back negative mm-hmm. where somebody will come in and say, Oh, I had like a fever for like a day and I just want to be tested just because mm-hmm. they'll come back positive. Mm-hmm. So we just don't know. Same with symptoms. My boss was treating somebody that was 40 years old in the ICU on event while my father-in-law had zero symptoms 
and he's pushing 90, mm-hmm. right? So we mm-hmm. just don't know how this virus hits. Right. And it hits everybody differently. Mm-hmm. So you can go on a ventilator, like 2% might survive. The rest of them are not going to. So getting on a ventilator at the beginning was a hard thing for us to hear mm-hmm. because we most likely knew that if they were getting on the ventilator, that was it. So I heard that too. What was the deal with the ventilator? Because we all kept hearing that once you, you have COVID yeah, and you get put it. on a ventil- yeah. ventilator, then that's a life sentence. So it is, right? So a ventilator, once we get that involved, it's... A death sentence. At that time, yes, mm-hmm. that's what it kind of meant because that was a last resort. We we're just trying to help the lungs heal and breathe um, and people weren't coming back from it. Mm-hmm. Now it's changed. Now with all these new studies and the new... Um, experimental medications that are given administered, it's changed. So people are able to get out of the ventilator. It takes longer and you have more long-term after effects of it with the lungs, mm-hmm. but people are getting off of it. So let me get this straight. The situation with the ventilator isn't necessarily that the ventilator was causing harm. It's that your condition is so far gone that if you're at the point that you need to be put on a ventilator, right. then you're probably past the point of right. recovery. Right, and the disease at that point is so bad and there's so much damage and scarring going yes. on that it's hard to get back and get the oxygen and the stuff that you need to all the other organs mm-hmm. for you to jump back mm-hmm. in. It's so only about 2%, um, roughly. Yeah, it's a small number. <laughs> now let me ask with, with the shot. So you take the shot. So what's the procedure of taking? You need two shots. They say you take one and then 20 days later. So you took the first shot. I took the so first shot. So what is the first shot? shot? What is the second shot? And- so I took the first shot on the 21st. And I got it at St. Joe's in Patterson. So we literally just walked in, put my name in, you know, consented that I wanted the vaccine. That was okay with everything. I got the shot and then they watch you for about 30 minutes. Um, There's been a lot of talk about the allergic reactions that have happened. So I just want to throw out some stats. So today is December 30th. And as of this morning, there's been 2.5 million shots given. Mm-hmm. Um and about 11 reports of allergic reactions. Only 11. 11 or 11 percent. 11. Wow. <laughs> 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's about one in 190,000, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is still a little higher than most vaccines, but in the grand scheme of things, it's super low. Right. And these people, you know, working in allergy, we, my phones have been going off. Like, mm-hmm. do I get it? Do I not get it? I have food allergies. I have seasonal allergies. We're recommending everybody get the shot, even with those those minor allergies, unless you've had a full-on anaphylactic reaction to any vaccines, mm-hmm. or if you have an allergic reaction to a component of the vaccine called PEG or polyethylene glycol. Yeah, mm-hmm. PEG. If you have a reaction to that, don't get the vaccine or discuss with your doctor first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason that we're seeing less of responses and more of a want to say so we're we're observing people a lot more right mm-hmm. some vaccines like when i gave you the flu shot i didn't mm-hmm. watch you mm-hmm. i just gave it to you and i left with this we're observing people more so we're getting more data from what's happening after the fact mm-hmm. with the second shot you go in 20 21 days later and it's going to be the same thing you get the shot they're going to wait and then every day there's an app especially in jersey there's an app um that we have to check in every day to just let them know how we're doing how we're feeling and that mm-hmm. goes out for a week after you get the shot so there's a lot of monitoring happening right now because Technically, we're still in experiment, experimental phases, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, we don't know what's going to happen five years down the road. Right. Um, but for the most part, all the data collectively is looking like this is our only way safely out of the pandemic. So after I get 
both shots, right? Let's say I'm able to get both shots. Mm-hmm. I can run around and act a monkey. Not immediately. <laughs> How long does it take before I can get back to the club, back to Miami, back take- to traveling, back to Vegas, go to Atlanta? So depending on your immune system, it can take two to six weeks for full immunity, mm-hmm. right? Right now with the first vaccine, there was a report that I saw this morning that somebody in California, I want to say, somewhere out west, they got a shot and um, eight days later tested positive mm-hmm. for COVID. So more likely than not, he already had the virus going on, got the shot, and then finally tested positive. The shot doesn't work that fast. So... It takes time for the immunity response to build in your system. And because everything is still new, we don't know how this is working with people that already have the antibodies or people that don't have the antibodies, people mm-hmm. that have gotten the um, virus before. We don't know how all that's going to work. All we know is that it's targeted to hit the virus itself. Now, I've also seen something today that they said there's a new strain of COVID that somebody picked up in Colorado or something like that. So what is that now? So even if I get the shot, so... This is turning into something else, like it's like the glob or something like the blob. So, <laughs> so all viruses can mutate, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we the flu shot mutates all the time. That's why we get a new shot every single year. So the biggest strain that's the, there's been two actually. Um, so now three huge prevalent um, strains in England, mm-hmm. right? So right. Um, that came out of nowhere, spread so quickly, nobody was ready for it. Here. We've had more than one strain. We've mm-hmm. had a few different strains, and some of them have been worse, some of them have been milder. They've both been hitting people differently as well. So I've had friends that have had nothing but respiratory symptoms and just been knocked out, right? And then I've had friends that just had more of the diarrhea, like low-grade fevers, lots of smell and taste. So it's hitting everybody differently, so it's hard to say, is it just you know between 1 and 10, or is it new strains, or what's happening? Um, either way, the bottom line of the mRNA is that it's hitting the specific cells of that virus. So the idea, and all the, all the reports that are coming out, is that the vaccine is still going to help mm-hmm. across the board. Is there any... I'm sorry. And, sorry. And if it doesn't and they start seeing different mutations, because they have the groundwork laid out with a the vaccine, they're going to be able to just mutate that along the way. Oh, okay. And make different like variations. Mm-hmm, and make different variations of the vaccine itself. Is there any explanation or scientific data that's come back to explain why it hits individuals so differently? No. No? No. And it's so hard because all these studies have had different demographics, different, you know, um, they've had older, younger, different weights, different races, all of that. And different medical history. Everything. Everything. Yeah. And it's just so unpredictable that that's, that's why it's been so hard to control it. Mm-hmm. Now, what so. about for kids? Now you have kids. Would you let your kids take the vaccination? Absolutely. Right now it's only indicated for 16 and up. Mm-hmm. So the kids aren't a factor at this moment because mm-hmm. um, the idea is the kids aren't going anywhere by themselves under 16, right? Mm-hmm. Um, without they're, the parents. Not they're not going anywhere by themselves mm-hmm. without the parents. Okay. Um, and they're not considered super spreaders. Mm-hmm. When they do bring down that age show, they also have, they're not going to have kids in the studies, right? Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't volunteer my child <laughs> right, of course not. for a study. Um, but when they do drop that age down, absolutely, I'm going to get my kids vaccinated. Do you feel any different now? Um, I feel more educated. Because I think they're going to I feel it- more educated because what we've been quote unquote arguing, I would call it disagreeing <laughs> about all week. Um, have just been like notions that we have, but we haven't really had any real solid facts. 
facts to base our opinions off of. I have to say, I was kind of giving attention and paying attention to, you know, the idea that minorities and low income people are getting it first. And that could be a target. Um, And it would be um, inconspicuous. It would be something that would make sense, as Chilka explained, but could be, you know, a two birds with one stone type of thing. So that got my attention. I'm not saying that it has wheels. I'm not saying that I believe that that's the case. I'm saying that it caught my attention right. and it gave me a moment of pause to say, hmm, I wonder if there's anything to this because we do know what happened, you know, with the AIDS epidemic and how low income people and African Americans and other black people were targeted in the studies. And there was a specific reason behind that. So I wouldn't jump to rule it out. But the more information that I gather, starting with today, could convince me to go ahead and get the vaccine. But with that being said, I'm also concerned about the second thing that I brought up, which is I don't know what is going to happen in five years. But yeah, you base it off of what's going to happen in five years or if you get the disease and you don't know how it affects your body. You know, that's my fear. The disease. mm -hmm. You don't know if if you get COVID, if you catch COVID or, you know, you don't know how it affects your body. Some people are old and it goes right through their system. And some people are young, no problems. You know, they don't have diabetes. They're not overweight. They're in shape and they die. So there's just no way of knowing how it affects the body. And I don't want to gamble. I don't want to play that game. Like, I don't want to, okay, well, I work out, I ride the bike, I'm in shape. Uh, Nah. I don't want to play yeah. that game, especially I mean, I, having five kids. The risk definitely outweighs the benefit. I mean, the benefit Benefits. definitely outweighs the risk. And I want to go back to the study. So the study, like I said, they had tons of people from across the board in the studies, right, on the vaccine. So it wasn't just the low-income people that were like, oh, come sign up for my study and let me give you vaccines, right? Right, right, right. right. So they had everybody so across the board. And the reason I want to say, and I haven't read too much, I should read up on this a little bit more, but just from conversations with my colleagues i want to say it's probably because these people we know based on the numbers are the ones that are dying the most right? Oh, right. the low income and the right those areas so we want to be able to offer them the help they need before that number keeps rising right i know that that's the reason right that is given and i know that that reason actually makes <laughs> sense mm-hmm. right but i'm the, my attention is gotten because that could be by design and that could be the right. trick that could be the bait to make it seem like it's okay when it right. could potentially not be. Right. That could and be- I'm not going to negate your worries, right? My biggest thing. I'm not saying to that they're everybody- really worries. I'm just saying it has my attention. You know, right? What I mean? But to to all the viewers, right? Make educated decisions. Look at um, reliable resources, right? Mm-hmm. So don't listen to people who are just putting information out there, spewing things, right? For right. no reason. Mm-hmm. It gets confusing. It gets o- like I get overloaded. Mm-hmm. I've had to take multiple breaks on social media because I get so overloaded with information that I don't. I don't even know what to believe. Even though I might have just come home from work, reading all about this, and right. I look at one article, and I'm like, "Huh, all right, that could be possible." Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, so right. it's a mm-hmm. lot of information. So definitely talk to your doctors, talk to your medical team about what actually is factual versus what is just made up and just thrown out there to the mm-hmm. world. And either one of you might know definitely better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you heard have been the predictions of people taking the virus, agreeing to take the, the virus? The vaccine? 
Uh, excuse me, the, vi- the um, vaccine. So as of now, 2.5 million people have taken the vaccine. But that are going to. I said it, it, was, words, it was 50-50 at one time. Now 50, I think it's like yeah. 70-30. In six, favor six, of taking the vaccine? Yeah. It now, yeah. So I've actually had a lot more anti-vaxxers mm-hmm. that are so against like the flu shots and all the other shots actually say that they want to get this, which was surprising to mm-hmm. me, right? Because I expected mm-hmm. all the anti-vaxxers to come out and say, yeah, this is just another crock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the anti-vaxxers have actually come out and said, no, we want this vaccine. Mm-hmm. And in reality, and I talk about this on, the, on our episode as well, this might become something that you have to get done as a mandated yeah. thing, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to travel, go to sporting events, and right, all, that, yeah. all that stuff. Um, because this is a global pandemic, right? So we're trying to we're trying to keep it into either pockets mm-hmm. or get rid of it completely. But do you think that's fair to force people to do that in this kind of pandemic? I do. I do agree with that only because if we say in the United States we got under control, mm-hmm. right? People from Europe come over here, they bring it right back, and we're back in square one again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So, until, but if we have the vaccine, then not necessarily. Right, it's gonna take it's gonna take some time to get herd immunity, though. It's gonna take some time to get herd immunity. It's gonna mm-hmm. take some time to get the immunity built up to where we're all protected enough to be able to. So, I'm not saying you know, like years from now, it's still always gonna be mandated. But right now, to get out of this bubble of, of pandemic, mm-hmm. we're gonna need the vaccine to get out. Remember, it takes about think about it, it takes about. 12 weeks for it to get in your system and make you immune. So even if they come over here, you need 12 weeks. Right. Yeah. I don't, I understand why. I just don't know if I agree with that. No, I mean, I I mean, mean, maybe to say that, you know, all right, you choose not to, then you can't get on a flight. Right. Okay. Do you know, but hundred percent, but in order to travel, in order to go to this concerts, in order to do these big, you know, population things, we're gonna, they're going to probably have like a card where you have to show that you got vaccinated. They have yes. that now. Even it's when, when li- I go to that, South Africa. This, that literally yeah. feels like Africa, a movie. I mean, 2020 just felt right. like a movie, I know. right? But, that's, but just thing, like yeah. you have to get like the yellow fever vaccine, you have to get malaria stuff, right? To mm-hmm. go to certain areas of, of mm-hmm. Africa or other countries. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the exact same thing. Same, same thing, Right, because yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. bring that stuff back, mm-hmm. right? So it's just kind of like, I don't know, with, um, I don't know, I just feel like our bodies are our choice. Yeah, I mean, at the same time. Then you just can't go. Right, like when exactly. I just have to take your lumps if you choose you not remember to. Remember when I had to go to Africa, I had to, to get those it. shots to go oh, no, to DJ. And I know, happens. but see, th- those shots have been, you know, around. tried and true. They've been around. This is, and that's, this is my point. This is a new yeah. thing. So to tell me and to make it mandated that I have to put something into my body when it may not be my choice, I don't think that that's okay. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not going to get the vaccine. So I'm just speaking for people that might be thinking this. Yeah, then you can't travel. There's like, you know, there's some kids right. that parents don't believe in giving their kids shots. They can't go to school. They got to do home learning. Right, right, learning. right. Mm-hmm. You can't travel. You, just, it's, you know, it is what it is. If you don't want to travel, you want to stay here, then it is. But I think they should. No, yeah. I agree. I know. I agree I, I with. Yeah. So there's going to be a choice. I agree with there being, um, I'm just saying, I don't think that everybody should be forced to. Take it. Right. No, and I don't think that's people will be point. forced. I think what what he's saying you know, if you don't, right. then you can't participate Absolutely. in exactly. certain things. Exactly. I agree with that. Because Ben's is like, let's take this shot. We got to go get this bread. <laughs> Ben's is like, let's go get this money. They shut us down in 2020. They're not going to shut us down in 2021. Ben's is trying to buy a house, a Bentley, all types of stuff. So Ben's is ready to rock and roll. <laughs> Ben's is the first one online to take that shot. <laughs> is that right, Ben's? <laughs> oh, Ben's, look at me. I'm taking the shot, Ben's. You with me or you not? <laughs> <laughs> 
she she's oh yeah. i think first, she wants you to take the shot she wants you chance, to be the guinea pig first opportunity she's gonna wait six to twelve months for you first, she's gonna stay home and handle all the business from the office <laughs> see if you grow a third eye and then, and then take it from there first chance i get i'm taking that shot first opportunity i'm number one on list i'm taking that shot and i'm out of here i'm gonna go hug my mama i'm gonna hug my grandma my, my father and we out ben's right. looking at me i might might hey you never know ben's might make my hair, my edges come back she even more than it is now. Really said, I've been watching you all week to make sure you're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We thank you for joining us. Tell them about your podcast, how they can check your podcast, follow you on Instagram and bother you. So, yeah, there's more information about the vaccine and everything COVID on Allergy Partners Podcast. Please spell that. Allergy Partners, A-L-L-E-R-G-Y-P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S. Mm-hmm. Um, because Life Podcast, so B apostrophe C A U S E podcast. And then my Instagram is Chilka12, C H I L K A 12. That's right. Well, we appreciate you. And all of you, she's married. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you so much. And um, no matter what happens, I give her a call. I don't care if it's four in the morning, if I cut my (laughs) finger, if I have a headache, if I can't breathe right. I call her immediately and she usually guides me in the right direction of whatever I need. So thank you so much. He has the bat line. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you so much. And I'm here for any questions. All right. When we come back, we'll answer your emails. It's the Casey Crew. Hold on. In this portion of the Casey Crew podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Let's you skip trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. HelloFresh offers convenient delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. And you can save 40% by using HelloFresh versus shopping at your local grocery store. HelloFresh offers more than 20 chef-crafted delicious options every week to help you break out of that recipe rut. Try new things and make the night feel special. I know when the wife is out and about with the kids, I try to prepare something that'll make her feel sexy, relaxed, and will fill that tummy right up. So if you want more information, go to HelloFresh.com slash CaseyCrew90 and use code CaseyCrew90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash CaseyCrew90 and code CaseyCrew90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. All right. Shout to Choker for joining us today. Now let's get to the emails of the week. Now, this gentleman, he emailed us two weeks ago. Now, if you don't remember, if you haven't watched the podcast or you're late, he had a situation with his girl. He found out that his girl was... um, Had been. Had been doing her damn thing before she was with him. And when I mean doing her damn thing, I mean doing her damn thing. So we had a conversation about it. And now he heard our conversation. We answered his email. So now let's uh, see what he has to say. Laughing my ass off. MV, I'm sorry my punctuation pissed you the F off. Last two weeks ago, his punctuation was all over the place. It made me sound crazy. Like I said before, I listen to your podcast while I'm at work. When I sent the first email in, it was rushed and written while I, on my, while I was on my 30-minute break. 15 of those were spent at Taco Bell. You shouldn't be eating that Taco Bell. Makes you, you know, anyway. you damn right, Envy. The monkey ball was That's in White full Castle. And Taco Bell. For me, anyway. you damn right, Envy. The monkey ball was in full effect. I feel like too much has gone down. I can't see myself the man I want to be to her. I'm the type of person, and I told her this from the jump, that you can't lie to. I say this because my loyalty runs so deep. I can never get over it or trust you again. Sure, her upbringing may have had a lot to do with the way she carried herself, but that's besides the fact. My judgment came from what we went through together. Now, is he saying Gia or Gia or Gia? 
I think he's trying to write Gia. Oh, Gia. That's G-I-A. He put G-E-A. Like G G G G G. Oh, and you know what? Sidebar. We're going to put at the bottom of the screen the name of the podcast where we talked about this. Right. You don't remember you and I went back and forth for like the greater portion of the episode Mm -hmm. about it. So So in case you want to know what we're talking about and you haven't watched the podcast, we'll drop it down at the bottom for you. So yeah. Gia, come on. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Now Gia, when it comes to dating someone that's dealt with a friend, I wasn't afforded that option. Since she decided not to tell me until years after we first started dealing, Envy, you're absolutely right. The thought of anybody I know on that level having my girl in any type of way is a hell no for me. I want mine to be treasured and to be able to hold hers up high in any room. For me, if being with someone is going to burden me in any way, it's not worth it. I can't hold my head high on my own. But if if I go, he put if if. You see I, see if, if? Right. I see it. I see it. But if if I go out with someone and all of a sudden I can't bring her around a certain crowd, her job as my partner isn't meeting a certain standard. Yeah, I'm a king, but can I feel like a king with her? My answer was no. The whole situation felt like I was doing her a favor, mainly because she gets, just gave off a whole vibe. I could never see myself being with someone who's too friendly and chatty, especially if they have a whole pass. That type of girl who, who has all her coworkers' numbers and flirts with the bosses is a no for me. I ended up leaving that whole situation. To me, considering what's happened, she had too many demands. She wanted to be shown off, kissed in public, courted to the full extent. I just could not. Being a stand-up guy for someone that's failed me didn't seem right to me. F up after F up made it clear to me that this woman was a bird. The Midwest is a little slower than y'all on your coast, so here dating to date is not that much of a thing. I can't see myself marrying or taking someone serious that can get loose off a wordplay. The whole situation for me was definitely something that'll stick with me. Not so much in a negative sense, but a lesson lesson learned. People tend to want what's trending. I came to the conclusion that what she wanted was the attention I brought her. For me, I could care less about the social media aspect of a relationship. I like to be the one to cater to mind mentally, physically, and emotionally. For me, from what I saw, she was a type to let guys think they had a chance with her. Most times, not in a sexual way, but still, I don't play those games. The whole situation over time just didn't make sense for me to continue entertaining. On a social level, I was doing her a favor. I was the one most sought after relationship-wise. She got her kicks off men. She got her kicks off men showing her sexual attention. I don't mean to sound conceited. Mine has to be mine and contributing to my happiness. And I never felt that way about her. I appreciate you guys getting back to me. Like I said, I'm all caught up and a huge fan of everything you do. Peace and love from the Southwest in the Midwest. Well, thank you for that update. But he had time today. Yeah, he had time. (laughs) He definitely didn't give all of that information or all of that detail in his last email that we addressed. Yeah, I mean... I will, I, you know, you don't have to call her a hoe, but she did have whole tendencies and whole activity before, and maybe she changed. Maybe she's a changed person, and you know, it's not a bad thing that that's he didn't not, say that she changed. He's speaking in present. Oh, that tense. she's still having whole activity. Yeah, there are a lot of girls exactly like what he described that thrive off of the attention from men mm-hmm. um, that will give a guy 
the thought or the feeling that he has a chance with her, even though she's taken by flirting or engaging in conversation and putting it all under the guise of friendship or we're cool, but we both know what it is. Mm -hmm. Like we know what it is. You can't catch me, catch me because, oh, we're just friends. Oh, we're just cool. We just had a conversation. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, he just sent me this email. He just sent me that text. Oh, I was just, oh, I laughed because it was funny not because I was flirting. Like, yeah, it sounds good. But at the end of the day, we all know what it really is. And that's kind of what he's describing. And he's talking about present tense. He didn't say that this is what she used to do. And I kind of got that feeling from the last email as though it was past tense. But that's why I said he has time today. Like he's granting us clarification. Right. And, and I just want you to be happy, brother. So whatever it takes for you to be happy, this is your relationship. You have to be confident. You have to be proud. You have to hold your spouse up on a pedestal. And if you feel that you can't, the best thing to do is move on. I think he knows it very much. Well, sounds. I think he did move on. So he, you know, he pretty much did. either that or something went really, really wrong between the time that he wrote the last email and this email. Cause I'm getting a little bit, I'm getting a lot more of a stronger, um, affirmative vibe Absolutely. this time around, mm-hmm. you know, so we right. wish you the best. And next time we're in the Southwest, we'll tackle bell on us. <laughs> All right. Now let's get to an email. Hey, gear and envy. First, let me start by saying I'm a longtime listener of the podcast. I love you guys. Family dynamics. Salute to both of you. Now, I need some advice. My name is Sean. I'm 31 years old. My best friend of 20 years, girlfriend, recently made a move on me. Hmm. I know it sounds crazy, but let me paint the picture. I was at their house for a family and friends event. You know, the usual. Hold on. Their house. Yep. I said, his girlfriend. Hold on. What? His best friend's girlfriend. Wait, he said his best friend's girlfriend? His best friend of 20 years' girlfriend. Oh, I thought it was his best friend of 20 years that made a move on No, 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 no. Then when he said their house, I'm like, dun, 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 dun. That means she has a man. No, no, no. Oh, this is his best Best friend's friend's girlfriend. Girlfriend. Okay. I'm all ears. Now, the night was great. Carry on. Filled with food, music, (laughs) drinks, and vibes, all the good stuff. Fast forward as the night gets late and everyone's leaving. Now, I'm usually the last one to leave because I live the closest. This is very normal. I go to dap my mans and say goodnight. You know, the regular thank you for everything. I grab my jacket, making my way to the front door. This girl is walking behind me. I'm thinking she's just coming to lock the door. As I get to the door, she pushes me against the wall and kisses me. In a state of shock, I immediately push her off of me like, what are you doing? She then looks at me and said, I always wanted to do that. Confused by what just happened, I walk out, got in my car, and left. Now, what should I do? Did I tell my friend his girl tried me and risk losing a 20-year-plus friendship or say nothing and excuse his girl for just being drunk? Any advice would help. Thank you. Mm, That's a good one. That is a good one. I'll let you go first. I wouldn't say shit, bro. Really? No, I wouldn't say nothing. I would say, be quiet, mind your business. And I'm going to tell you why. People are like, why? <laughs> because if she was drunk, she was too out of her mind. Not to say that it's an excuse, but it's just something that I would not bring back up for the reason that you said, right? 
Your best friend might look at you and be like, yo, you was really trying to get with her. Y'all both did it together and you might ruin that relationship. Or she might try to spin it that way. She might try to spin it that okay. way. Um, for that reason, I would just not. Because you can go to your best friend and say, yo, this is what happened. And he could be mad at you and be like, nah, she told me it happened another way. And y'all don't F with each other. Or you could just leave it alone. And if it ever comes out, be like, yo, I was drunk tonight. I don't even remember what happened. But I would never want to ruin their relationship over her being drunk. Now, if, if this happens again and it feels away, then I would come to my best friend like, yo, you know, one night she tried to kiss me. She got drunk and I kind of just dapped up. I mean, she didn't kiss me. She tried. I kind of just wiggled out. I thought maybe it was a drunk night. But now she tried it again. And I don't want to cause any, you know, tension. But you just don't want to put yourself in that predicament, especially if she was blasted. Let's say she was drunk. Um, sometimes people do say, act crazy when they're drunk or they high. She wasn't high. She was drunk. She tried it. You pushed her off. Hopefully this never happens again. But I wouldn't want to ruin my relationship with my best friend or ruin their relationship over a drunk night, in my opinion. Also, from now on, I wouldn't be the last person to leave. Uh, if she was trying to walk me to the door, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Yo, bro, come walk me to the car. I want to show you something. That's what I would do. Um, I, that's where I think I would stand with it. I don't think I would tell him, yo, your girl just try to stick tongue down my throat. I wouldn't. What, what do you think? In these types of situations, it's always sticky mm -hmm. because no matter what you do, in some way, shape, or form, you're wrong. Correct. If he tells his best friend um, what you said mm -hmm. could happen, their relationship could be tarnished or ruined. Correct. Um, she might spin it. She might say, he came on to me. I don't remember. She can try to absolve herself of what she did, mm -hmm. whichever way she chooses. But let's say that they stay together, mm -hmm. okay? Once you speak on it, there's always that weird at best or bad at worst energy between the three of you. Correct. And that will certainly affect a 20-year relationship. Now, the best friend may just not want to have him around, not because he doesn't trust him, but just because now it feels funny. Now the energy is ruined. Okay. So there's that. The other way to look at it is you're my best friend of 20 years. You mean to tell me my wife comes on to you? His girlfriend. You, girlfriend comes on to you and you don't think that that's something that I should know? What if she's out doing that with other people when she's intoxicated? That's true. So you don't think that I have the right to know when you call yourself my best friend? And this could be a pattern of behavior for her. That is true too. Now it's your decision to make excuses for her or to decide what's best for me and my life and my relationship. They might not have been together for 20 years, him and his girlfriend. So in that situation, he might look at it like our loyalty, our friendship. We've been friends since we were kids. Our loyalty takes precedent over a newer relationship. But you just make that decision for my life. Like what kind of friend are you? So I'm going to put that question on you. Let's say mm -hmm. that I came on to one of your friends mm -hmm. in the same way. Mm -hmm. Would you want them to tell you? 
Um, One of your friends. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's anybody out there that does not want to know. You're the king of I don't want to know. That's why you're the perfect person to ask the no, question I mean, of to. course I want to know. If you, of course you'd want to know. You, if, every time that I've ever posed a question of infidelity on my part or um, wrongdoing on my part, you've always, 100% of the time, said that you would not want to know. Yeah. If you Do not tell yeah. me. If you have good intentions and you don't plan on doing it again... Keep that bleep yeah, to yourself. This is different. I would want to know if you're if you're kissing my friends. Yes, I would want to know. I, so if I kiss a stranger, it'd be okay. You wouldn't want to know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Kissing a stranger is less disrespectful than kissing my friend, in my opinion, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that was the case, I would definitely want to know. I think any man want to know if their girl or their wife is kissing a friend. Um, so yeah, I would want to know. So you would want him to tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you would be that But friend. I wouldn't be mad if he didn't tell me because I would understand why he didn't. Okay. But you being of the opinion that you would want to know. I mean, I guess you answered it. You said you wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad. I, and the reason I wouldn't be mad is because I understand what he would be going through. To say, damn, I don't want to start an argument in that house because she was drunk. Now, let me pose a question to you. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? I want to know everything. Yeah, you do. At all times. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Period. But I can handle it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can handle right. knowing tough stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to say that I'm not going to be affected, but I can handle it. I can deal with it and, you know, figure out how I want to move forward. So if something like that happened, yeah, tell me. Tell me, give me the opportunity to decide how I want to move forward. So what's your advice to him? I told him he shouldn't say anything. So what do you tell him? Hmm. Like I said, no matter which way you choose, there's a negative outcome. Um, So it's kind of like putting it on the scale and trying to see which way it tips. So when you ask me, I really actually, I have to think about it for a second. Like I can't just... Mm-hmm. Answer. Let me think through it. Ugh. I would err on the side of doing the right thing, which would be telling. Okay. So, which would obviously be more devastating. Mm. Ah, you know what? Maybe I, not. Hold on. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not because if it is a drunken night. But she did say, she did say, I've always wanted to do that. Right. Which means she's probably always had like a best friend fantasy, like a best friend thing for him or whatever. Um, I would tell. Yep. That's my answer. I would tell. So you got geared, I would tell. I wouldn't tell. I mean, you got to pick your poison. I mean, Gia told you all the reasons why she would tell. I told you all the reasons why you shouldn't tell. So I'm just going to ask you. Please uh, email us because I would love to know what happened, how it went down, and we'll talk about it. I would love to know if you told him, if you didn't, if you seen him again, if she tried again, if she was away from you because she might have been drunk and now she knows she did something wrong. She's embarrassed. It's like you know, I want to be far away from him because I'm embarrassed. Please tell. Us let her handle know. that. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Let her be the one to have to give the excuses and tell him that she was drunk and all that stuff. But do know that if you tell, it will probably change the relationship chemistry between the three of you. Indefinitely. Absolutely. Well, again, uh, 
We appreciate you for your email and let us know because we'd love to know the updates. And you can always hold email on. Us. Stop that. What? Do we have another email? We just did two, baby. We did a response and we did one email. Yes. I would err on the side of the idea that there's another email in there. Humor me. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. How much time are we in? We could do another email. We still got a lot. We're still trying to do this last one. We're trying to get as much time as possible. another email. That was a lot, baby. We got three to two. Let's, I, let's, think let's, so. let's, I think that's good, baby. No, because one was a uh, one was a recap, which was good. You guys, what's up, Jack? What's going on? Want to know what? If what? He wants his monster truck. What monster truck? Jackson, go in your room, watch TV. We're doing something. You're yeah, wait for us to finish the podcast, okay, sweetie. Leave it up to you to choose the shortest one. I can't stand you. I can't stand you. You want to get your glasses and start reading these things? These motherfuckers be... Excuse my phone. Sorry, baby. You want to play with me? We did one. I like you. Yes, we only did one. It right. I let you have your wave all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You ready? He never Close the door! Filming. He never stopped filming. Here we go. Hold on. So I won. We have another email for you. <laughs> and he chose the shortest one. Hello, Envy and Gear. I would like to remain anonymous. I'm 27 years old and I'm dealing with some heavy family issues. I'm going to try my best to keep this short, but it probably won't be. I found out my father has been cheating on my mother for almost six years. Ooh. Every time I would tell my mom about it, she knew but kind of always swept it under the rug and acted like nothing ever happened. Well, now recently my older sister and I went through our phone bill payments that we all share as a family and realized another number was added to our contract. We were suspicious, so we called and a lady picked up. We both kind of froze and my sister said, hi, who is this? And she responded, I don't know, you called me. So we hung up. My body was on fire. I almost passed out because I was so shocked. My father came home and we confronted him. He tried to deny it and said it was a fraudulent number. But we told him we knew. That's when the conversation got real and tears and anger started to happen. And I finally confronted him after all these years of anger that was inside of me. But he still denied. He told us, please not to tell our mother. <laughs> please and he will talk mama. to her himself <laughs> because it's a stressful time. Oh, wow. I'm really starting to think he has another family that we don't know about. He was really crying and broke down, letting us know he's been depressed for years, which we knew. And it showed how guilty he was when he apologized in tears. And I broke down as well because I can't believe he broke up our family. I love him to death. But what should I do? Should I tell my mom or give him the time to tell her? I'm terrified because if we find out there really is a child by him out there, we will be broken. I'm sick from all of this. So what do you think? I feel as though when 
someone makes choices to deceive, to lie, to be dishonest, while all along knowing what the consequences are, Mm -hmm. you get what you get. There is no, oh, give me time to tell your mother, let me unpack this all to myself and make sense of it and then come clean, give me the opportunity. You had years of unpacking. You had years to figure this out. You had years to decide to make a different decision, yet you chose not to. So you were stupid enough, stupid enough to add her onto your family account. Just at this point, you just, you deserve anything that you get. I wouldn't have sympathy for my father. Um, Me personally, I know my feelings would change towards him. Um, Because when you cheat, you don't only do that to your spouse, you do it to your entire family, particularly your children. Um, And he clearly had a blatant disregard for his kids and how it would affect them. And if he's been caught before um, to the degree at which the emailer has found out before and had to tell the mother on several occasions, that just means that he's reckless. He's reckless. So he doesn't deserve any time. He doesn't deserve any thoughtfulness or consideration. He doesn't deserve any empathy or compassion. He deserves to be outed and told on and for the mother to do what she will with that information. Okay. I don't agree. Of course you don't. I think you should give him time. I think you should give Mark a timeline and give it to him, whether it's five days, whether it's seven and I think you should, he should be able to want to have that conversation with your mom. Um, and I think you should give him time. Um, you know, the, the, the one thing about people's relationships is nobody knows what's going on on the inside, right? We don't know what your mother and him have going on. You told your mother before and she swept it under the rug, maybe because that's the way their relationship is. Maybe their relationship isn't as strong as you think. Maybe they have a relationship where your mother knows he does his thing and maybe your mother does her thing. I don't know. So in that respect, I would say give him the time if, and, and you could put a time limit. OK, dad, I'm gonna give you five days. Dad, I'm gonna give you three days. Dad, I'm gonna give you to Saturday. If I don't know by Saturday, then I'll say you don't know what that situation is or what that relationship is. And then from there, you have the conversation after. But that's your father. He raised you. He's in your life and people make mistakes. He effed up and what he did is horrible. So, yeah, I would give him that time because you don't know what the relationship is. That's why when people always comment about other people's relationships and they say, oh, this, that, you don't know what's going on inside that house. You don't know what's going on inside of that bedroom. So give him the time. I wouldn't say I'll give him a year or I'll give him a month. Give him three days. Give him four days. Allow him to do it first. Allow him to be the man to step up and say, hey, this is what I did. The reason why or whatever he has to say to your mom and then come back and say, okay, it is what it is. Repeated mistakes, though. Um, but this is the thing. If they told the mom already and the mom swept it under the rug, the mom knows they might have that relationship. They might have a relationship where it is open, where the mom is cool with him doing this thing. In which case, if the daughter tells the dad, no harm, no foul. Right. Right. But in this case, if the dad is crying and say, let me tell mom, give him the time to tell mom. They, they already told snitched on him many times before. And when he, when he snitched on it, nothing happened. And mom bursted into the rug. Let me ask you a question. What do you think about um, the idea of deserving? What do you mean? Um, I don't know. It's just like it's a big concept to me. Like the idea of deserving. Um, 
to have that consideration and to have that action taken, to be given the grace of having the opportunity to tell the mother himself, that seems like something you would deserve. Yeah. And as a father, I, I don't know what type of father he is, but if he's a good father, yeah, he deserves that. If I bust my ass every day to make sure these kids have clothes on their backs, they have a house, they have food, they uh, get in whatever sport they want, whatever they need, I provide and I make sure I'm there for them. And I'm asking them, I'm your dad. Give me two days. Give me the fucking two days. He's not saying ask for a year. It's not like as a stranger on the street. That's their father. Just like, you know. I mean, I, I mean, I think that's their father. And I think I just think that and, and this is what I'm talking about, like the idea of deserving. Um, I believe that people have to understand when you have a family and you cheat on your spouse, whether you're the husband cheating or the wife cheating, you are cheating on your whole family. Correct. She said that when they were having that conversation, I got the notion that they were all crying. It was very emotional because kids are hurt mm -hmm. when their parents aren't faithful. Basically, you're saying that I am putting this person that is outside our family on a higher level than your mother and the rest of you. Mm -hmm. Because I'm willing to jeopardize my family so that I could have that, mm -hmm. that which means logically that that is more important to me. So you're talking about the mother, the mother, the mother, the mother may know, blah, blah, blah. But it's not only the mother who's offended, it's the daughter and her siblings that are also offended. So it's not all about the mother. It's about deserving from the siblings and the children. I don't agree. People have relationships all the time where they have open relationships. And you hear all the time about fathers having different families and a lot of mothers know it. If that was the case, then he wouldn't need five days, two days, a year to tell her. We, we don't, we but don't, that's the point. So what, what you're saying is really a moot point, because if they have an open relationship and they're both doing their dirty on the side, then it wouldn't be an issue if she was told. Right. But it might be. Do you understand open, what I'm saying? But it might be one of those things where like, hey, you can do what you're saying. Just don't let the kids find out. We don't know what's going on in that household. That's because, that's all just a stretch. I mean, it's all point. a stretch. The, the fact daughter that the mom crying, said it's under the rug. And we don't and know what's going on. he's begging for her not to tell. That seems like something that is very, very clearly being done in the dark, that he has to figure out how he's going to break and how he's going to mitigate that situation. Obviously, he's not done too much in the dark if, if the, the daughter already told the mom Because the mom he's stupid. I think that most people that cheat are pretty stupid with it. Like, they are messy and they get caught. Just because he's stupid and he's putting his new boo on his family's um, cell phone account doesn't mean anything. It's just all it tells you is that he's not too bright and that he's messy and sloppy with it. So I don't know. I just I don't feel as though he's deserving from, you know, being in the position of the child, myself and my siblings like we are owed an explanation. We are a family. When you get married, it's vows before God to put your husband, your wife before any and everything else. And when you choose not to do that and it affects your children and your children are now hurt, you owe them. So I just don't think that he deserves that grace. I don't know. Would it hurt if she I gave him three days to tell his wife himself? No. 
it wouldn't hurt. It's just three more days that she has to be tormented by what's going on. But it's not going to hurt. So I'm not saying I disagree with giving him a short amount of time. All I'm saying is that I don't think that he is owed that. I'm different. I think he does. I think that's your father. I think he, if he asks for three days or five days to figure out how he wants to tell your mother or how long he and that doesn't say how long, but uh, a short period of time to figure out how he wants to discuss and tell your mom or his wife. I think you should give him those, that short period of time. All right. Well, keep us informed. We would love to know what happens. And, um, Time to get up out of here. Are you sure you don't want to do another email? I would love to, actually. Not me. I'm tired. <laughs> well, you can always email us thekccrew at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-E-K-C-Crew at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys later. I'm DJ Envy. And I'm Kia Casey. And that was another edition of the KC Crew. Toodles.